Love Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Um, y'all, Queen K been going on a couple of dates. Okay, so whoever's uh, praying for me, I thank you. Um, it's, <laughs> it's been fun. I picked up another job for midnight. I'm not gonna lie and say I ain't tired as hell, but it's easy. Um, shout out to, and well, um, shout out to my, well, shout out to Amber. I'm about to say I ain't gonna know her name. Y'all don't know who she is. Yeah, shout out. But uh, yeah. shout out to her for uh, hooking me up with something, you know, something extra. I'm loving it. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, my kids are doing good. I'm I'm thankful for that. Anytime my kids are doing better, I'm always thankful for that. Um, yeah. Just everything is really rocking right now. The snow came unexpectedly, and it was a post oh. on Facebook. Like, I've been in Michigan all my damn life, and I still get angry with the snow. The snow said, hello. Oh, yeah, it's Girl, so pretty much winter is here in Michigan. Uh, Detroit, we got two to three inches uh, over the weekend, so stuff I wasn't prepared for. I'm not prepared for Christmas, uh, per usual. But uh, all in all, everything was good. How about you, Complex? Uh, well, my JBL speaker came. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you a little story. So I had ordered from Amazon. Amazon hold me and told me my package was lost. So I refund. I got a refund, and I went to Walmart, their, comp- their competitor, and, you know, paid for it. So then Amazon decided to give it to me this weekend, but y'all know I'm a considerate person. I try to make sure, like, okay, just because y'all delivered, y'all ain't about to charge me. So I called them, and they was trying to charge me. I was like, no, I'm about to send it back. But my JBL speaker from Walmart came today, so I'm extra happy. I'm talking through it right now. I hope y'all can hear me. It's not muffled. No, it don't sound muffled. It sound clear, actually. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, you know, I can't complain. Um let, let's just say good vibes. It's just been good vibes. I'm just all smiles tonight. <laughs> we love it. When you all smiles, yeah. I want the details after because I want to be off my too. So okay. I will call you after. Y'all right, can't be holding out on me sometimes. I need somebody to talk to when I go get these damn spaghetti. You got you, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you. Okay, y'all, so with, without further ado, um, I'm going to jump on right on into the segment. We'll start off with that uh, A.O. King and Queen quote. Y'all know they sponsored by Pinterest. I got two. Um, it kind of pertains to tonight. Uh, okay, so the first one, sorry, I got to find it. Okay, the first one says, mental note, trust the process. No matter how many detours we take or delays we encounter, we are being led to our specific purpose. Okay, so oh. don't worry. It might not be right when we exit, right when we want it, but just know the end goal is still in place, especially if you're listening to God. I don't care how many times you think you failed on something. God will always show up and show out, and you will be led to your purpose. I don't care how many times we detour and try to take a quicker route or, you know, we, we fall off the path. We will always be brought right back to it. So don't worry. You know, we got this. Just take it one day at a time. And like I'm learning from Complex, stop being so hard on yourself, y'all. We got to cut that out. We got to stop being mad at ourselves and shutting down. Okay. It's a mental note for my day. Oh, girl. See, I'm telling you, I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to say, okay, come on, come to. You don't need to be that hard on yourself. You okay. Um, 
Okay, and my second one is we won't be distracted by comparison if we are captivated by purpose. Y'all, if we are focused on our own purpose and obtaining that and understanding it and living in it, we don't have time to compare ourselves to the next person. That's what we slow up at because we're looking behind us to see, oh, they're right there. Let me, you know, why they got this? Why don't I have this? We don't have to compare ourselves because what is for us is for us, you know? We might not get what they got. We might get something better or something less than, but it's what God knew that that's what you needed. We don't, everybody is not the same. Therefore, we will not get the same things. So be focused on your own individual purpose and not looking forward to comparison. I know it's easier said than done because I'm coming out of this now being 31 years old. But focus on your own purpose. Those are my A.O. King and Queen quotes sponsored by Pinterest. Y'all know I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. I know this is the last episode. I hope that y'all been using those hair care tips. But I got two for y'all, okay? Here we go. The A.O. AO Queen's slate tips for hair. Here we go. Both of them sponsored by Pinterest. The first one says, apple cider vinegar helps to clarify the hair from product buildup in hard water mineral deposits. Now, me and Complex has talked about water damage to your hair, and we have also <laughs> talked about buildup, okay? We talked about these protective styles like box braids. Right now, I have box braids over my locks. When I take them out, I know it's going to be buildup because you use products. And then we, the longer you keep a hairstyle in, you get buildup regardless. Clarify your hair yeah. with some apple cider vinegar. If you don't want it to be so harsh on your hair, dilute it with a little bit of water. But if you use uh, apple cider vinegar, it will break all that buildup up and it will stop all that breakage, okay? And then uh, for the hard water, that is nothing more than water damage from all these chemicals that be in the water. Apple cider vinegar, it, it's like a stripper. It's like a detox kind of. So it will pull all of that damage out and it will res- restore your hair strength. Now, I will say, even though it will dry it out, Make sure you have you a good moisturizing routine to follow after, okay? Because you're going to need to restore some moisture back to your hair. All right, okay. my second one is. Uh-huh, good question, real quick. For the uh, for the apple cider vinegar, does it have to be the mother, the mother one, the mother? Yes, please. Okay. Please get the one with the mother in it. That's the one with the most nutrients and stuff in it. Please get okay. the mother. Okay. Now it's okay if you use one without it. But I say use the one with the mother because that in that little cloudy substance that we all be like, ugh, what the hell? That got so many nutrients and proteins just in that alone. Please mm. use the one with the mother. I will highly recommend it. But like I said, if you don't have it, regular apple cider vinegar is just fine. Um, okay. okay. Uh, and my second hair tip is if you if your hair is thinning, and y'all, I've used this myself. This is how I know that it works, even though this is in, in my hair growth oil, but I know that this works. If your hair is thinning, apply castor oil to your scalp three to four times a week. It will definitely, first off, it will keep your hair moisturized, okay? It will keep your hair moisturized, and then it will also start thickening it back up. Now, inside of my hair growth oil, I do have some castor oil in there. a lot of other stuff in there that's good for you, but I've been getting product reviews and all that stuff, and my – Y'all, y'all got to – I'm going to have a page soon for my hair growth oil so y'all can see the reviews. But castor oil really does work with thickening your hair up. Like, I, I stand by it. Okay, that is my Queen K Slay tip, y'all. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting emotional because I just know that this is – I feel like that boys to men song on the end of the road. But anyway, 
I sat on it. God gave me a push, like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? It was like that, let her get up, let her get up, because that breakup knocked me <laughs> on my ass. I'm like, you know what, you're right. We do have something to finish. And even though it was bittersweet, it really showed me how, like, you know, it showed me how toxic I was. Um, it showed me the pattern, like, you know, of what happened in my last relationship. It showed me how that made somebody else feel because before this guy, you know how we all get into those distraction relationships. Mm-hmm. I was with somebody I really wasn't ready to be in a relationship with. Like, I was gaslighting the hell out of him. So writing that highlighted, like, oh, okay, now I see how it feels. I need to be more considerate of other people still. But not to ramble too much, how do you feel about it, like, from reading it, from a reader's perspective? Okay, so from first off, you wasn't rambling. Um, and also from a reader's perspective, I do feel like the second book was necessary because you're right. We don't see what happens when the person leaves the abusive relationship and that person is still around. They're not in jail or they're not, you know, they're not dead, you know, because we do know that relationships like that do end violently, but it was different seeing we needed to hear, okay, what happened to Nicole? Like, how was she able to still stay in Philly? Like, was she going to eventually go back home? Is she going to make it, you know, out there? Is she going to keep fearing him? Like, what is going to happen? Because, you know, I'm not going to lie, as many times as Nicole went back and no apologies, I'm like, oh, okay, I know she's going to go back in this one. You know, that's that's how it's up because it's like, when you're addicted to somebody, when you are addicted to somebody, they become your norm, and you don't know how to function without them. So I felt like, you know, it was so it was so open and transparent. Like, it was a really transparent moment, and I feel mm. like people needed to hear that. Like, it's okay. We understand you go back, but you, at some point, you have to know, okay, look, this is not my This can't be my life, you know. But you have to get to that point. And I think that showed Nicole's strength and it showed, you know, just show her. It showed a real representation of what it's like going through an abusive relationship because not all the time you got people that you can run to. Not all the time you got people that's going to support you. Like these, some women are still in relationships like that to this day, you know, and don't know how to go back. But you got people judging instead of helping. So, I feel like this book was needed for the readers because I definitely needed to know what the hell I went on because this is, a you know, based off of you, I needed to know what all went on because it's some stuff that I wasn't even told. So some stuff in a book, like, I was, like, shocked. I was crying. Y'all, I was so emotional with both books. I'm a big-ass kid. But um, I, I needed to, for me, being a friend, I needed to know, like, what the hell really went on, you know. Um. Okay, so my second question is, what emotions did you face while writing this book? Mm, okay, so I guess I can kind of piggyback on what you just said before answering because it's going to tie mm-hmm. into it. Um, I tell everybody, because you weren't the only one that was shocked that I didn't say a lot. It wasn't the fact that I couldn't tell y'all. It was just like protecting y'all from it because I didn't want to, you know, not telling y'all would, you know, basically prevent me from having to face the truth. I didn't want to face the truth. Like, yeah, I knew it was wrong, but I was so emotionally numb and just in it. So it's like, we just gonna rock out. So to answer this question, 
writing both books, um, it took me through a lot because I had to face the truth. Like, um, I had to rewrite it four times because the first time I tried to write it from where the abuser was just misunderstood, but he really loved me. And then I was like, do you really believe that? No, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I even read it to somebody. It was like, no, that that, that ain't what it is, B. You're right. You're right. So (laughs) I had to really dive deep into it. And I'm shocked still to this day of how truthful I was because I, yeah. I, I struggle with it. I, you know, it was a struggle. Like, I don't want nobody to judge me. They're going to think that I'm a hoe. They're going to teach, you know, people judge before trying to understand, you know, people will look mm-hmm. at it as it's just excuses. You know what I'm saying? This ain't really how you want to, you know, like, like you like being treated this way. Like, you know, like the one lady that butchered the hell out of it and gave me two out of five stars. She said, the character kept making poor decisions instead of really understanding it from a deeper level. She was thinking on a surface level. So I battled with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people are understanding. With the second book, I felt like people was going to be like, you still writing about this shit? Okay. But thank you as a reader for saying, like, you know, yeah, I do agree that this book needed to be told. So, like, it was just basically yeah. a battle with being transparent. Like, that's what I struggle with the most. Um I did get pissed. I get pissed when I reread. Like, I can't believe I let this shit happen. I find myself biting the inside of my cheek, and I'd be like, this nigga will never get that that access to me again. But then, you know, I also think of I'm happy I'm not there no more. You know, I'm still growing. Uh, you know, um, he he's still he's not able to control me no more. Like, I can go in that area and not get triggered like I used to. I still can't go down the street. I'll be honest. It's hard for me to go down the street, but I can drive I can drive on the street next to that street and not feel triggered. And I tell myself, you know, we're growing from this. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a place that we grew from. This is a place that we're not we're not stagnant in it no more. So we're not gonna let our feelings be stagnant in it anymore. So what emotions did you have? We're reading it. Oh, like I told y'all, like I cried. I felt really bad as a friend. Um, I mean, I get what you were saying, like, you know, protecting us from it. But I felt really bad that you had to experience that. I mean, I know we all have to go through our own journeys, but I really felt bad. Um, I don't know. I didn't like him. I felt anger. I felt hate. Like, it was to the point where, like, even to this day, I know exactly where he sank. Okay, I know what's on his porch and all that. So, if I'm ever in the area by myself, he's getting a visit, okay? Yes, quote me on that. Queen K said that. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm still angry. Like, and, y'all, I read the book. Okay, so when I first get the book, right, I read it that first day, and then two days later I'll read it again. So I didn't read both of the books. Out of Darkness I didn't read twice. Um. Uh, what's the name? I have read that one probably about three, maybe four times, okay? Because I was just so wrapped up, like, damn, this is, first it was, oh, damn, this is a good-ass book. Then it was, okay, let me read this again. Oh, wait a minute, this happened? Then it was, like, let me read that again for clarification. And then, so, um, I went through a lot of emotions with both books, but the last book, it was, it was joy at the end. I was excited. I was happy for Nicole in the book, um, it, it it just, it showed a lot. It showed a lot of growth for me. 
And um, mm-hmm. like I said, knowing her on a personal level, it was just like, okay, I'm happy that it didn't it didn't go where it could have went. Because let's be honest, when people are in those type of relationships, they don't always leave on the right time and stuff happens. So it was just like I was just thankful that my friend is still here. I'm thankful that my friend didn't have to, you know, be up in the hospital or in a, you know, it was just so much. So it was joy and relief that came over me and just seeing your growth on the outside, like the stuff that the story didn't tell, like, y'all, I want her to write a part three. But I understand, you know, she ready to put that one to, to bed. Um, yeah. But just seeing how you are now, it's just so much growth, and I'm so so happy and so proud. So yeah, it was it was a a, a bundle of emotions. I I probably probably felt every emotion through that book, um, through both books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so my third question is: Do you feel like you fully healed from this situation? Um. I don't think I'm fully healed because I'm still looking at it from different perspectives, different angles. Um, But I can say, you know, I'm at a place where, because like I said, I read the book and I bite the inside of my cheek. But I'm at a place of understanding, like, you know what, like I said, we're not, we, we grew from that. You know what I'm saying? We're not stuck here no more. So there's no need to feel scared in this area. This, this ain't, this ain't his area. This is Philadelphia, a place that he lives in. It's a big-ass city. It's a free place for me to come and go as I please. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't have no ties to you no more. Um, people have come into my life to show me that what I'm asking for was never too much, that, I'm, that I am enough, that, you know what I'm saying, like, that I'm not crazy, you know what I'm saying, that I am a good person, something that, the abuser tried to always make me feel like I was toxic. Um, I, I'm at a place where I can understand his battles because I, I really feel like he was a reflection. He was a reflection to me. But he was just also a lesson of if you don't learn to stand up for yourself and you don't learn to be verbally expressive, this is going to be your downfall. You know what I'm saying? So he was a reflection mm. of my control ways, but he also was somebody that, I'm sticking up for myself now. I don't I don't take the bullshit no more. I have deal breakers. I'm voicing what I need, but I'm still not fully healed because I still find myself getting mad. Like, I can't believe I let this happen. I still have, you know how, like, we be talking to ourselves, like, if a motherfucker's coming, I'm going to say this. I be still having times where I'm trying to prepare yeah. conversations and I'm going to say if I run into it. I don't think a fully healed person you know what I'm saying, would be at that level. They would just be unbothered. Like, you know, like they walk past, oh, I walk past them? Huh, didn't even notice, you know, but I know I'm, I'm going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I definitely get you. Um, me personally, from looking at you now, I definitely see the growth. Do I think that you're healed from that situation? Yeah. I just mean, you know, my my opinion, I feel like you're healed from that situation only because how much you've grown. Like, he don't he don't cross your mind. You don't, you know, you do still go over in that area. You know, if you get too close, yeah, I understand it's triggering, but you still yeah. ride around. So the fact that you're still there, first off, let's, yeah. let's just give credit there. The fact that you're still there and don't have no family there, 
that right there says that you're healed. Like, because somebody would have been like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going back home where I know I got family, because I'm not going to lie, I would have went back. Like, you know what, you can have Philly. Philly can have you. Have a good one. But the fact that you're still there and you made it work and you're you're successful, you got your own place, you got your own car, like, you doing it. Like, you doing the shit that he couldn't do. So I feel like you've definitely grown from the situation. I wouldn't probably say heal because I don't know fully what you go through mentally. Um, but I would say your growth definitely way, 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 way better. Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem, love. Okay, so did you – okay, reading the second book, okay, reading Out of Darkness, I noticed uh-huh. something, okay? So that that leads me to my fourth question. Did you, you receive a lot of backlash? Huh? You can feel free to say what it is that you noticed, too. Because I noticed that you're trying not to give away stuff, but the book is out. You can tell some parts. Because <laughs> I'm like, please tell me okay. trying not to give parts. Because <laughs> I, I want them to go buy it. But okay, I They're going to buy it regardless. Oh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay, so how you play Kingston? Now, I know he wasn't, he wasn't nothing, right? But it was how how savage you was with him, right? Like I was just like, Well damn, did she have to do that nigga like that? just on that part right there, um, did you receive a lot of backlash for eventually becoming the abuser? No, actually, um, okay, so I'm gonna be very honest, uh I have only gotten five reviews so far on Amazon, but people I've talked to, they have said that the part two is very thought-provoking because I was kind of scared because I'm like, yo, this junk is not picking up like no apology. Should I have, should I just left it at part one? But I've talked to people and it was like, no, it's just very thought-provoking. Um, I had a man tell me like, you know, it got me in my feelings, but I'm still a man, damn it. I was like, okay. Um, you know, this one girl said, uh, this is definitely the book to read of what it's like to heal, you know what I'm saying, and not and rebuild after leaving a toxic relationship and break that that uh pattern of going back. So I haven't really got the backlash. I know it's probably gonna come, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but I feel like I don't give a fuck if I get the backlash because I'm holding myself accountable that I became the abuser. I'm not perfect, you know what I'm saying? And I can't even say like you know, he caused me to be the abuser because I was toxic before mm-hmm. I met the abuser. But mm-hmm. I definitely should have been more honest, you know what I'm saying? So this book helps me to be accountable and to be aware of, you know what I'm saying, other people's feelings. Because I could have just been honest. Like, you know what you're right? I don't want no relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said this last relationship I was in definitely showed me what I did. Because I'm like, <laughs> ooh, you be thinking when you make these impulsive moves we have we have internal battles with ourselves, so we be thinking that our presence really don't impact the person. So you think when you ghost them, it ain't going to bother them, but it does. And then when the shit happens to you, you be like, I need to sit here and think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So definitely haven't had any backlash, but what? <laughs> I guess you can elaborate more. <laughs> <from me. laughs> Girl, I, you know what? I, I Maybe because I'm your friend, I didn't see like toxic ways with you in relationships, I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, 
I really didn't pay attention to toxic ways in general until we started doing this podcast, okay? So, like, now I can identify what red flags are and what being toxic is because let's just be honest. We were only doing what we seen our parents do and what has been done. Uh, you know, we didn't really know how to identify whether or not we were being toxic. This is just shit that, you know, we used to seeing and we're used to doing. Because um, a lot yep. of the stuff that I didn't, went through this podcast realizing, I'm like, oh, yeah, you need to work on you, baby, because this ain't how you're supposed to act. So, yeah. but when I got to that part of the book, I'm like, oh, she, this man has changed her. And I'm talking about the abuser. I'm like, oh, she is savage. She cutthroat. It's nigga, fuck you. I'm not about to, what? Boy, bye. You don't do shit. Okay. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not the same <laughs> This is not the same posture that was here. Like, that's how I was reading that part. Girl, I had to read it over because I was dying laughing. Like, the second time I read the book, I was cracking up. I read it. I'm like, oh, my God. Who, who is this person? So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving no okay. backlash, but I will say, goddamn. <laughs> um, you got to learn how to treat them. You got to. Y'all learn how to treat them so they know not to mess with you. So, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Anyway, this is my bonus question. Um, but what's next for Complex Angel and her books? What's what's next? Can you give us a little feel about what you got coming for us next? Uh, I'm working on a new series called Bittersweet Reflections. This is from a mother and daughter relationship. It's also based off of three friendships. Um, the message behind this book is going to be, um, you know, be be gentle with your parents. You know, don't hold grudges towards them for the mistakes they made because, you know, Queen K has said it before, there's no parenting to handbook. You know, like, you know, they, I'm sorry, there's no handbook to parenting. I said that back. You know, um, so just be gentle with them because they were learning as they were going, and a lot of them copies and resources from their parents. So, yeah. but also this is the message to parents. Deal with some shit before you bring your child into this world because that child is a sponge. So it does like a flashback from both from, from all three of the friendships of their ways, and it, then it shows a flashback of what they've seen, you know, saying in their childhood. So um, mm-hmm. I'm looking to have three parts. Please bear with me because my attention span is short. I get tired of a book after part two. But I'm looking to have three <laughs> parts from this because, it's going to go into the three friendships, and then it's going to go into the male, the, the love interest. It's going to go into their background, you know, with the second part. And then, yeah. So pray for me, y'all. Um, this, this, I feel like this is my purpose, to break generational curses, and writing no apologies helped to start that because it's like you can write about that. Now you can write about this shit, you know what I'm saying? And oh, pray for my mm-hmm. mental. Pray for my mental. I was probably Girl, we got that. you. Yeah. But um, so I have a bonus question for you. Name, you can name a scene from either No Apologies or Out of Darkness that spoke to you and elaborate why. Okay. The in um, I know it was in No Apologies. I think you went over it a little bit in No Apologies, but it was also in um. Well, I got – which one do I want to do? Just say it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so one is the whole um, going back to him after you had moved – well, after Nicole – well, 
texted after you had moved with uh, the girl and you was kind of like waiting on his call and you went back and she pretty much told you, you know, we cool on this. I under that part spoke to me because it was I went through that, you know, I went through the oh I'm leaving him I'm done yes thank you for helping me and then just to get sweet talk and he right back only because that was my normal like I felt like I needed him I didn't know who I was I just knew that good or bad when I'm with him I feel something um, mm-hmm. I held on to a relationship that I was was only supposed to be for a season. Like I tried to make it a lifetime a lifetime commitment, and that's not what he was supposed to be in my life for. And just just that feeling, that rush that you get when you with them. Like even though you know something bad is going to eventually happen, it just it was just like, okay, he need me, you know. This is this is what I wanted to feel. I wanted to bring this emotion out of him, and it was just like I felt. I felt I was Nicole in that situation. Like they don't, they don't understand. You know, I can help him. I can change him. He's he's a sweet person. When you know, when we together, they don't see this side of him. And then I went into the mode of maybe if I just stop telling people what I'm going through, you know, they won't be so quick to judge him. So I just shut down, like to everybody. I just start keeping the shit in. But I realized that every time I took him back, the disrespect got worse. It got Mm -hmm. worse. So I just, I felt for Nicole, like I was hurt. I already knew what was about to happen because I lived it. I was going through it. Um, yeah. And it's crazy because uh, we were going through that same stuff in the same timeline, like this the exact same stuff. So um, the other scene that spoke out, well, uh, yeah, the other scene in the book that spoke out to me was the police station. And the reason why is just because, like, people are so judgy. Like, how dare you? I'm coming in here to get help. Yeah, I know that women do tend to go back to an abusive relationship, but if I'm trying to take the initiative and come to you guys, help me. This is why people don't go there now, because they take people for a joke. Like, you don't know what nobody's, you know, circumstance or situation is or mental capacity is. Don't make me feel like, oh, well, she just she's going to go back, so why should we treat this like an emergency? But then you'll be the yeah. same one responding to a call, God forbid, of, you know, somebody laying dead. So mm-hmm. my thing is I just feel like that shed that shed light on what, what this is why women don't go to the police because they feel like they're going to be judged. Like that, yeah. that that's one of the reasons. They don't want to feel stupid. They don't want to feel judged by the police because you do have precincts that, oh, well, she'll be back. I'm not going to take this serious. Like I remember when. Um, this is when my, I was with my, uh, my first child's father, my oldest son, right? I remember it was during February. He had got mad. Me and him were broken up and he pretty much kidnapped my son. I was at the mall. My mom was watching my son. Um, and he kidnapped my son from my mom's house. He knew he was not supposed to go get him, but he kidnapped him. I called the police by my house. Oh, there's nothing we can do. He's the father. I'm like, yeah, but I got full custody. This, you know, he does not. He did not have right to come in here and take my baby in the winter time with none of, you know, none of the stuff. I even up the street from his old house was a police station. I went up there and they pretty much was like, there's nothing you can do, ma'am. He's the father. You know, this is this happens all the time. You guys need to just sit down. No, I'm asking you for help because clearly I don't want. To, they did not help me. They did not help mm. me, and um, it was pretty much like, oh, y'all will be back together. No, y'all don't even know the situation. Like, 
I wouldn't be wasting my time reaching out to y'all if I knew we were going to be back together. So I feel like yeah. so desensitized. They're they're so desensitized, and they they see it so much, so they treat every case like that. Because I'm not gonna lie, as a yeah. case manager, I sometimes, but that's not right. You know what I'm saying? If you desensitize, you need to go take a vacation and come back because you can't treat every case yes. the same. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So yeah, those Thank are you. those two things spoke out to me. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're gonna get into my aspect. It's the rainbow after the storm. Um, so my first question Amen. for you: What does coming What does coming out of darkness mean for you, Okay. <clears throat> Huh, a new outlook on life, y'all. I, um, as y'all know, through this whole, through our whole Queens with Vibes and Vision podcast, I have been on a self healing, self help, self love journey, and I can honestly say that even though I know that I'm far from done, my dark days are they they gone. I know that sounds corny. I know that might sound cliche, but y'all don't understand the feeling that I feel right now, like. Coming out of being depressed, be, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I still get my, my time, um, you know, but I'm able to work through that. I know that it's okay to reach out for help. Like, I'm smiling more. I'm happier. Like, I'm genuinely happy. Like, no, nobody or nothing is making me happy. I'm doing that for myself. No material thing, no nothing. It's just me being appreciative of where God has brought me. Like, I cannot say this is, I I was here three years ago. Hell, not even three months ago, I wasn't at this level that I'm at now. Um, Just when the darkness is, your life just starts going better when when you're not in that darkness and you're coming out of it. Your life starts looking better. You don't complain about things. You push through your day. I mean, I know I still got my days. I'm just like, I'm over this shit. I said that today, and Complex was like, nope, you got this. You got this. And just her giving me that confirmation, I said that to myself when me and her got off the phone. And I, even though I'm tired as hell, I'm not going to hold you now. <laughs> but I did. I made it through the day. Like, I, I did, and I feel good about it. So just being out of the dark, it just gives you a whole new outlook on life. You start appreciating the little things. You start celebrating your small victories because they will eventually lead to your bigger ones. Um, you just take every day one day at a time, and you're better than yourself the day before. Like, you just push through, and it's just a good feeling. So that's what it looked like to me. What about you? Man, coming out of darkness, I would say this. My dark days ain't gone because they come, but coming out of darkness for me means, like, having the peace when you're going through the storm, right? Knowing that better days are going to come, thank God be stagnant, because before I just didn't know when the shit was going to end. So coming out of darkness for me means more clarity, more discernment, more awareness, more like, you know, learning self-control, learning boundaries and everything. And, um, you know, like just choosing to be happy, like you said, choosing to be happy, you know, letting people be who they are, but not letting, not taking it personal. Like I ask myself now, did I piss this person off? Did I do something? Why do I think something's wrong? I ain't do shit. So nothing's wrong. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it, it, it comes with time. That's why I say, like, my dark days is far from gone, but I'm able to handle them now. You know what I'm saying? Like, even without weed, I still find myself like, I ain't cussed nobody else today. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing good. Like, 
really proud of myself. I only smoked one blunt before work. I didn't have to smoke during the job. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Proud of myself because <laughs> my fucking weed. I'm like that 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 story I put where you you out of weed and you think about them blunts you just smoke back to back. That would be me. So coming out of darkness for me just means like you know what I'm leveling up. So yeah. So that goes into my next question. What challenges are you still coming across in your healing journey? Uh, what challenges? My procrastination is a challenge for me. Um, sometimes I do feel like I'm not worthy of stuff. Uh, me overthinking uh, plays a lot. That's a that's a big challenge of mine with my journey to stay, you know, away from the darkness and to be happier. Me overthinking, my mind is just like, it's so used to hurry up and playing damage control that I think of all the negative, but I have to hurry up and be like, uh-uh, nope, 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 shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, for, you know, it gets out of hand. Um, sometimes I do stay quiet when I shouldn't. I have this voice and I need to use it, but I do still struggle with that. But all in all, those are about the only obstacles that I face that I'm still facing currently. Those are the only ones. What about you? Uh, Mine is procrastination, um, overthinking, and taking shit personal. Those are some challenges Mm. that I'm still coming up in. I'm dealing with them in therapy. Uh, With my procrastination, I put this book off. And I know I'm putting this book off because um, it, it's, this next book is not going to be about my life. It's going to be loosely based. And I know, like, you know, uh, I have to tap into the emotions that I had, you know what I'm saying, with my mom. And, you know, that that's bittersweet because she's not here. So I know that's why I'm putting it off because it's a challenge. But I have been telling myself, like, okay, we can't, we can't do six pages. I be trying to type six pages, but my attention span is not there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let, let, let's type six paragraphs. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to type just a scene. And I be feeling good. Like, I got some typing like done last night. I was happy as hell when I said to you. I'm like, yeah, I typed some. She got shit to read. I'm proud of myself because it, it, it was it was the part that I struggled with. You know what I'm saying? And when you read it, you'll understand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I'm over here, I'm over here smoking because these some these some damn thought-provoking questions. But writing last night gave me clarity that this is about to really help me with learning more about my toxic ways and being more aware of it. But I'm also manifesting stuff I've noticed in this book. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like this book <laughs> is really about to um, challenge me on a personal level and level me up. Um with the uh, overthinking, I'm always in my head. Like, sometimes I'll be in my head about my rambling. Yeah. I'm learning to be more confident, but it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And um, what was the last thing I just said? Uh, Taking shit personal. I'm learning. <laughs> that comes with my attachment issues and my codependency. I am learning to not take shit personal and just, go with the flow and just let people be who they're going to be. Let things be what they're going to be. Like, and I'm not going to lie, the other day when I was riding to the uh, vendor event, um, the GPS took me off of the freeway, took me through an area to get back on the freeway to kind of cut out some of that rush hour. 
And as I'm merging back onto the freeway, this lady decides to do a U-turn to get on the freeway, and we almost hit each other. So I honked at her. I even rolled the window down and said, bitch, if you hit me, it was going to be a fucking problem. That's how mad I was. And she turned left and everything, but for 10 minutes straight, I'm still pissed. I'm like, Tasha, we got to calm down. What are we still mad about? I took that shit personal. But I'm glad that I'm able to check myself, but I still got a long way to go. Um, my next question, does coming out of darkness mean we are finally happy? Mm, not necessarily. For me, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily. It's just... For me, when I first realized I was coming out of darkness, it was just me in a better mental capacity. Was I happy then? No. I was just trying to sort shit out and trying to, you know, live. I had to learn how to be happy with everything that was going on, you know, and be grateful. That's where my happiness came from, me being grateful and appreciating what my life, what I have now. So that, that does take some time. I don't necessarily, well, for me, I know I didn't, make those two equivalent. I didn't say, okay, after the darkness, I'm happy. No, because I wasn't. I just understood. I I had a level of understanding. And then it took for me to be grateful and appreciate everything around me and all the people in my life before I could finally feel happy about it. You know, if that makes sense. I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, okay, yeah. For me, yeah, it, it definitely takes some time to learn to be happy um, some people can come out of the darkness and be happy. You know, I'm not, like I said, that is just my personal, how how it worked for me. But other people, yeah, once they out of that darkness, girl, yeah, they'd be happy and singing for joy. Me, it was just a level of understanding that I reached, and then I learned how to appreciate everything around me. So, yeah, right. what about you? Um, I would say that coming out of darkness doesn't mean that we are finally happy. I just feel like... We're not stagnant. We know how to move, you know, forward. We know not to take the easy way out. We know not to let our dark thoughts consume us because my dark thoughts used to consume me. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. living in a state where I'm not around my loved ones, because it was easy for me to distract. Like if I felt some type of way, it was nothing to come to your house, right? And, you know, we wouldn't talk about what I was going through. We would just go to eat something and everything like that and just be happy in each other's presence. But when you go and do that shit by yourself and you don't want to take the hard way out because, you know what I'm saying, like I had to look to good days. of like, okay, um, net just came. Now I'm about to go back home, so let me look towards that so I won't be in this depression. I had to, like, really fight with myself to get out of it instead of being stagnant. So you learn how to move and and shift, you know what I'm saying? You learn how to, mm-hmm. you learn your strength. Really learn your strength. Like, I, that's one thing I can say. I learned my strength in apartment 123. I learned my strength, and I I learned that I, you know, I learned how resilient I am, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, but I can't say I'm finally happy because there's more storms to come. You know what I'm saying? I can only yeah. just pray that I have mental strength to get through them. So I definitely understood what you were saying, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still learning to be happy, but I'm glad that I'm at awareness and I'm going through the journey and not running from it. Um, that goes to my next question. What do we have to do to obtain our happiness to where it doesn't seem like it comes every blue moon? Uh, you have to remind yourself. 
Um, you know how, like, when your teacher used to tell you to staple it to your shirt or uh, I even heard, like, tie a ribbon around your finger to do a lot of self-reflecting um, in order to appreciate and keep your level of happiness. Um, it does, it is, it's an everyday process because you will, well, I know for me, you know, others may experience this too, but I know for me, sometimes it's easier on some days to slip right back into that darkness. It, it, you know, around a certain season, I suffer from seasonal depression as well as I'm still fighting postpartum depression. So yeah, I got a lot going on, but, um, some days it's easier for me, like one little thing will turn me and I'll be right back in square one. But I have to keep self reflecting and looking back. Look, you're not you're not here. You're not the same person you were a year ago. You're not the same person you were a month ago. You're not the same person you were a day ago. You know, be happy for everything. Like I have to sit down, meditate, look around my house. You know, thank God for the jobs that he let me work. Thank God for just letting me be able. To, I, I'm still in good health. My kids are good. Like, I have to remind myself that I am doing better than I've ever done, you know, and I know that it's only going to be good from here. And also therapy does help me, you know. It, it it helps me because it's just that reassurance that I get. It It helps me to sort out, you know, why I'm feeling like this. It helps me to pinpoint my triggering state. So that's what my therapist has been helping me with now because, like I said, it is easy for me to slip back into that depression um, or yeah. that darkness. Um, but, yeah, you have to do a lot of a lot of meditating and self-reflection. Like, you, you need to do them. I feel like everybody should do those daily, you know, just to make sure you're good. And it helps to clear your mind. It'll help you sleep better. When you just think back on your day, now my therapist did tell me to set a time limit on your self-reflecting because then your brain will go deeper and then you'll be self-reflecting on stuff that happened years and years ago. Then you won't get no sleep because your mind won't shut off. <laughs> he said to set a timer. <laughs> he said to set a timer, self-reflect within that time frame, and once that timer go off, say, okay, God, I'm releasing it off to you. And then after that, mm-hmm. occupy yourself with something else. But just give yourself that time frame to self-reflect. That way you can get your day because you're going you, you gonna to be like, okay, I got to get my – yeah, I got to make sure I stay within this time frame so I can't be thinking about stuff that happened to me when I was five. I got to just reflect on what happened today because I want to make sure I, you know, dissect and break everything down that happened today, see if I dealt with this stuff right. And it has helped me because if I start self-reflecting before I start setting my timer, baby, I'd be all the way back to when I was three years old. Like, well, why he didn't give me that bottle at three? But I don't do that no more. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't do that no more. I literally set a timer and I go over my day, you know, how was it? What did I do? What could I have did better? You know, how will I move forward tomorrow? What will I address tomorrow? And once that timer go off, baby, I occupy myself with, I got a little game on my phone that I play now. It's a little card game. I occupy mm-hmm. myself with that. And, baby, before I know it, I'm asleep. I am asleep. Okay? So, yeah, that that's what I have to do. Yes. Um, I I think for me to obtain my happiness or where it doesn't come once in the blue moon, it's just to be honest with myself and stop putting my feelings to the side. My therapist challenged the shit out of me. Uh, my homework is to uh, talk to the little girl inside of me, the teenager, 
and the 20-year-old, the 20s, the 20s. And I'm like, yo, okay. And um, hmm. I talked to the teenager first because it was it was brought to my attention that I ignore her. I treated my relationship with the teenage side of me just like how I was growing up, ignored and not heard. And I kid you not, I rolled home in silence <laughs> after that therapy session. <laughs> all like, who the hell? But um, I'm just learning to be honest with myself. Uh, you know, doing that, um, I've been waking up every day. I meditate for like 10 minutes because, like I said, my attention span is not there. And then after that, I will listen to my podcast. Like, and I mean, like, the podcast that I listen to, like, ours. Self-Love's My Rehab, Pastor Mike Todd, Grapevine, and all. I will, you know, listen to those, and, you know, just those will get the thoughts just, you know, to start rocking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking. And Queen K can tell you, sometimes I'll be calling her at 8 o'clock, like, yo, I got to ask a woman question, or I got this, I got that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, my mind goes there. Um, learning, I, I had to write a joy affirmation as well. And I I wrote my first one last night, and I put in there that, um, y'all know I got to go read the shit. I'm sorry, because (laughs) I'll be forgetting. Uh, It said, you know, joy is something I strive for over over perfection. Because I was always such a perfect person that I was scared to have fun because I felt like, okay, this this, this, this isn't politically correct. You know what I'm saying? This is just me being rebellious. I would feel bad for it. So I strive, like, you know, I'm learning to incorporate happiness, um, doing what makes me happy. And, and I'm, I'm asking myself, are we doing this because we want to, or are we doing this because of what somebody else wants us to do? Because I always move mm. for other people before, but I'm learning this is my life. Um, you know, my, my, my happiness doesn't have to only come when I travel. My happiness doesn't only have to come like yeah. it was in Miami. No, I can have that here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they got beaches. I can go to Atlantic City when it gets hot. You know what I'm saying? I can go by the water. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do something. But just to, just to still have that fun. So, um, yeah. And I definitely understand what your therapist said. You know, like, you have to put a time limit on it. Like, I have to meditate and self-reflect before um, starting work because it helps. Because if I don't, everybody's getting cussed out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody's getting cussed out. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how, you know, I can definitely obtain mine. So that goes to my last question. What will you take from this podcast and apply to your life? Uh, celebrate my small victories. Um, I am I am worthy of every good thing that's coming to me, and I don't have to compare myself to nobody. I know that I'm made different. I know that I think different. And just embracing who I am as a woman, you know, hell, we already got it hard enough being black. And then the fact that we're a woman on top of that, you know, so I need to start appreciating everything that's around me. Um, This podcast has definitely been an eye-opener with all of that, you know. Uh, Just knowing that it's okay to love who I am. I came a long way, and I need to be happy, you know, with that. So, yeah, Um, I couldn't have did it without this podcast. I I wouldn't be Queen K, you know. I wouldn't be, like, I'm, Queen K is not just the personality on this podcast anymore. It's not just somebody I turn on 
for this show, you know, Monday or every other Monday. No, this is this is how I am, baby. You meet me in person, yeah. this is how I am. It's not an act anymore. It was an act in the beginning, like I would get on here and I would say this and this and that, and then I would still be doing the complete opposite. But now, mm-hmm. no, nah, this is who I am 24-7. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I owe it to this podcast because, I couldn't have been I couldn't have done it or been this person without it. It it really showed and helped me out a lot. Yes. Okay. Um I'm definitely going to take just being like understanding that my 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 feminine looks different from others. You know what I'm saying? I am I am a woman but I'm a you know what I'm saying, like every woman is built different. And I have to stop comparing myself to other women thinking that that's how I have to be. I need to learn to embrace me. Um, You know what I'm saying? Learn that I'm an alpha female. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to be too much for the right person. I mean, you know, I'm never going to be too much for the right person. I said that right. Um, I'm definitely Mm -hmm. going to take podcast and apply it to retreat because I feel like it's time to take it off the podcast because, like you said, we both found healing from it. People that listen to it have found healing from it. People that have come on feel like it's fun. And just imagine how that could be where you're in a safe space with other women talking to somebody. Hell, I even want to bring uh, Battle of the Sexes back where we have open-minded men come to retreat. Because imagine how it would feel to actually get a hug for someone to comfort you while you're crying, for someone to say, baby, you're not alone, girl, I see you. That's why I said this is far from over. It's just time to take it off the podcast because I felt like I was getting too comfortable. People have been telling me for the longest time, so when are you going to make visuals? Uh, we we, we, we just going to do audio. <laughs> I need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was getting too comfortable. Like, we got to grow. Six seasons later, you need to grow. Now we're doing retreats. I'm challenging myself. So um, yeah. most definitely I'm taking it and bringing it into real life. And um, I'm even going to incorporate self-love with my rehab into it, where we have vendors there that have products that apply to self-love. That could be makeup. That could be skincare products. That could be body butters. That could be um, getting a massage. You know what I'm saying? That could be, uh, you know, somebody like, you know, with books and stuff. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I see so much for this. So yeah, that's exactly what I'm taking. But yeah, that's that's my last question. Oh y'all, we have wrapped it up six seasons in, and that is the last sipping tea for the soul topic right there. Come yeah. a clap. <laughs> that was a really dope. Oh, I thought about Dory Oh, she cute. I'm a clap. <laughs> oh god. Um. Okay, y'all. Um. So. We're going to jump on into our as a, woman, as a Woman question complex. What's that As a Woman question tonight? All right, y'all. So Nathan dragged me on Insecure last night. I'm not, whoever didn't watch it, I'm not about to give away too much, but I got to highlight this part. So mm-hmm. basically Nathan had a bad day, right? Some, some shit went down at the barbershop. And he came home and he was telling Issa, that um, he feels like L.A. is not the place for him. And Issa literally flipped the script and turned it around to, oh, so that's the problem. That's why you can't say you love me. That's why you can't commit. And Nathan was like, so here I'm making it about you. You didn't, you're not even going to go into why I'm feeling like this. And he told her, he said, the reason why I didn't tell you I loved you back is you all over the place. 
One minute you say you want to be friends, you crying in my mouth. The next minute you say you want to be more than friends, but let's take it slow. Then the next minute you turn around and say you love me, how the fuck am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> that mm. dragged me because on the outside looking in, as a female who has done this before, I saw where Issa fucked up. And Issa, you didn't even ask, like, you know, well, how, why are we feeling like this? So my question is, mm-hmm. as a woman, do you feel we are oblivious to the vulnerability of a man and their problems? Yes. I'm going to be woman enough to say it. Yes, we are. Um, only because we're not used to men expressing their emotions. They have been taught to, you know, you don't you don't show a woman that, you suck that up, and you keep it pushing. You have to be strong 24-7. So it's like when they're being vulnerable, it's like, well, where is this coming from? But let me tell you why this is about me, you know, and then a lot of us as females, we are selfish. We will take a situation, flip it, and make it about us and completely ignore the male. And, you know, for him to speak up, that's what's up because a lot of males will just leave it at that. Like, man, she ain't really trying to understand or hear what I'm trying to say. All right, yeah, you're right. It, yep, it's about you. And they won't say nothing, and then they'll continue feeling like this, and then they won't bring nothing to us because we already didn't shut them down before. So I do feel like we are, you know, we are oblivious to their, their actual emotions because we're not used to them expressing it. You know, that's what I'm trying to teach my sons now. It's okay to express how you feel. Nigga, I don't care if you got to yeah. cry. I don't care if you want to shout. You better express it. You are human at the end of the day. Like, we all go through these emotions. No, it's gender. I mean, emotion has no gender. That That's yeah. what our norm has to be. You know, you should be able to express it whoever you are, whatever you are. You should be able to express yourself. Um, yes. So, yeah, I do feel like we are, but that, like I said, it's just because we know men are taught to not express how they really feel. So when they do it, it's just like, no, nah, you're just doing this because you didn't want to do, you know, we think back to the last argument or we think back to the problem that we're having with them. And instead of addressing it right then and there, we wait till they bring us something. And then in our minds, we start formulating stuff like, oh, that's why you didn't do that, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I'm admit it. Mm. Damn, you hit it right on the nose because you're right. It's like <laughs> because we were taught that we don't think we think like nigga, you fine. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't we don't mm-hmm. see it. we don't realize the internal battle that they go through. I will say like yes, we are very oblivious because I definitely was Issa before. You get what I'm saying? Like be mad as fuck knowing that he said what he said was right, but no, nah, fuck you. I'm gonna give you the solitude just to punish you because how dare you tell me about myself? It's like mm-hmm. only so much strength a man can show. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And even though they're not able to say it out, like, you know, like, okay, Nathan couldn't fully come out and say what was wrong because, like you said, they're taught not to talk about it. But he was still showing that something was wrong. And I, and as women, you know, we have that nurturing side. If, if it was our son, well, I can't say for all of them. But if it was my, you know, say, cause some, some girls are like, man up. But if if it was our child mm-hmm. and we do something wrong, don't want to pry. What's wrong? Who's fucking with you? Do mommy got to come up to the school? You know what I'm saying? You know how we can be. We can be protective. We have to give that safe space to the men because only so much shit that they can show. I feel like she could have asked him, like, you know what I'm saying, well, what is, you know, um, what's uh, what's making you feel like this? And I thought if they would have had to talk, Nathan was like, you know what, Issa, I do love you. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, <laughs> dog, I swear. Mm-hmm. 
I cheated too. I cheated. I went to two men about this to get their take on it um, <laughs> before the podcast. <laughs> and yes, they gave me some insight. Like DC was one of them. He said, you know, um, you know, he was like, with communication, that can bring so much more balance. You know what I'm saying? To probably where, like, you know, maybe a lot of cheating wouldn't go on no more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course the fuck boys wouldn't they want. But from a man that's really trying to make some shit work, because he said when you when a man gets shut down emotions, no, when they get shut down verbally, that's when they start speaking through their body language. And if another woman comes along and wants to fuck, he going to fuck his frustration out through her. And, you know, the other person that I had from, he said, or it could be from an emotional. Like if, if he's not getting emotional from his one, he's going to get it from another female. So, yes, we got to be mindful, you know what I'm saying? That's like we got problems, they got problems too. Give that safe space for each other. So thank you for answering that. Problem. Uh, No problem at all. Okay, y'all. That was like a sarcastic-ass laugh. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Okay, we going to jump on into our girl. I see you moment. Complex, pull your highlighting. Okay, so I got two tonight, and this is going to be a shocker for the first time. Okay, so for the first person, I want to shout out your goddaughter, Angel. I really do. Um, I see the people that call up every Monday. When I say that she is a dedicated caller, um, just the no, fact of, like, how she, <laughs> just the fact of how, like, she's in your corner, because I'm not going to lie, I, I feared when I left, like, damn, you know, who going to look out for Queen K? And she is really stepping up. She She showed out. She show up and she show out. So, girl, I see you, Angel. I thank you for being in my friend's corner and just, you know, being that support system for her, you know, and um, just, like, just just being somebody that looks out for her and doesn't take advantage. I really thank you because you're showing her, you know what I'm saying? Well, okay, you know, that there, there's two people out here, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't asking for too much. And, you know, it's going to feel <laughs> even more because it won't feel foreign to you so you can be more receptive of more genuine people coming in your life. So, girl, I see you. Uh, Queen K, I have to say I see you. Um, just know that the podcast is done. But like I, like you said, like I said, we got more con- we got content that we can listen back to. The podcast is the podcast was the reason for you healing and showing Queen K. Mm-hmm. But don't let that be the only reason. You know what I'm saying? You can take anything from this and apply it. I didn't see the change in you. I know that you're not going to fall back into your, your uh, you know, your old ways because it's hard to after you've been aware. I see the growth in you. Yeah. You got it. Um, it ain't nothing. We, we can have a Queens of Vibes and Visions phone call. It ain't always got to be about the podcast. But thank you for rocking with me for six seasons. Girl, we got this. <sighs> Y'all are trying to make me God, Lord. Okay, so I just want to say, I just want to say, my goddaughter is here. She is downstairs with my kids, and all I hear her saying is, "Yeah, boy, screaming." So complex. She definitely heard you. Get her to shout out. She's downstairs screaming. Um. So yeah, I just want to let that be known. Um, my girl, I see you. Moment is going to. I got two. One is to all the dedicated people that call in. Queens, I see you. Thank you so much for rocking with us for six six seasons. Um, I, I hope that you can take this information, too, and apply it to your life. Listen back. They're still up there on Spotify. Um, 
make sure when you look Apple at Netto, it, though, it's not with the oh yeah, Apple Podcast. Yeah, we all over the place. Just look for us, okay? Um <laughs> it's not on Spotify, I know it's not W I T H, it's W and then slash. Okay, so I made that mistake even though it's you know my podcast still made that mistake. But yeah. Um <laughs> It's okay. That was and, me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh of course I'm going to put my the spotlight on complex. Um, thank you so much for being being there. Even in your dark days, you know, you you still showing up and showing out as a friend. Um I love you more than a friend. Like, you know you my sister girl. Like blood couldn't make us no thicker. I mean I blood know. couldn't make us no yeah, no no that oh, much closer. Like I feel like we are connected. Um, you are my person. Um I just thank you for being so uplifting, so motivating, and allowing me to be a part of this. Like, I know I've said it before, but you really don't know how much you changed my life with this podcast. I was against it. I fought it in everything. But mm-hmm. I have grown to love this, y'all. It, it, it It's a bittersweet moment right now because um, coming on here Mondays, it, it helps me, you know. It definitely helps me to sort stuff out. But now I know, now it's time for you to apply this so this brand can grow, you know. No, we're not going to just, like you said, we're not just going to leave it here. We're about to make this mainstream. So I just thank you for being such an innovator, such a motivator. Continue, continue, continue to keep up that brilliant writing. You do got fans out here. You know, you 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 going to strive. Like, I already see it. But, girl, I see you. Just thank you. Like, thank you for your strength. Well, God laughed and giving you in height, girl. He definitely gave your ass some strength, so I'm thankful for you. <laughs> I'm thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so that's my girl. I'll see you in a moment. All right, we're going to go into the AO Axe Queen K, or girl, I got something to say. I don't have nothing to say, y'all. I don't. Not today, because, you know. I did. I wasn't prepared for complex. Do you I have anything you want to ask? I wasn't either because I was like, should I ask that? I was gonna ask that insecure question. I mean, I can get more of your take on it. Like, you know, do you feel? I know you haven't probably seen the episode, but like, do you feel Nathan was right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you in the as a woman. I feel like I asked it already though about Nathan. He dragged okay. me with his fine. Well, that's fine. Girl, he's so. Girl, mm. God damn. Light making a comeback. A lot of people say it. She got a lot of making a comeback. But, baby, <laughs> I will heal Nathan. Baby, you can come lay with me. I'll, if you got a dark day, we'll have a dark day together, okay? We'll just lay with him. Like, I wanted to hug him, okay? Yes. I want you to hug him. I love him, okay? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go stop his Instagram page later. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, y'all, this is the – oh, I'm sorry. One more shout-out. I got to shout-out my daughter, Kendall. She cooked dinner tonight. I'm up here doing the podcast. My baby has made baked chicken wings, macaroni and cheese, and fried corn by herself because I've been up here. She got my plate yeah. ready and everything, so y'all know I'm about to chow down. So kudos to Kendall. And she is only 10, by the way. Uh, I'm trying with that one, okay? She don't look 10. She's saying my height. It looked like me, but that's another story. But anyway, I had to highlight my baby. Um. Okay, we go. This is the this is the final part of our episode. Y'all already know we gonna have complex hit us with that no apologies thought. 
followed by that self affirmation. Complex, take it away, honey. Um, let us pray because I didn't uh, I I didn't have a note. Oh, you fucked up trying to find one. <laughs> that is fucked up. Um Okay, okay, I across I came one across one in my screenshots. I'ma just read this one. Uh It says, three things cannot hide for long, the moon, the sun, and the tree. And this spoke to me because, like I said before, um, the moment you're able to be honest with yourself, you're able to be honest with others around you. I am finally learning to speak up and, like, you know, express when people have done something that I don't like instead of letting it slide. Because when you let shit slide, mm-hmm. a person thinks that it's okay. So yeah. people out there who are trying to live this lie and act like you're perfect, please, please start living in your truth and coming to your truth. Because one thing I said to the recording when I talked to my teenage self, I told myself, I said the reason, the real reason why I ignored you was because I was ashamed to realize that I wasn't as perfect as I thought, reflecting back. You know, like I, I did some messed up things, and I did way more messed up things in my 20s. But now I'm unlearning, and I didn't know how to uh, I didn't know how to address her because I was deprived of her. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm learning mm-hmm. to live in my truth. And even though I even though I went through the storms that I did back then, and I did some things that I'm not proud of, she's still part of my strength today. You know what I'm saying? She's the reason yeah. why I'm able to go this far. I'm telling you, that saying is true. You don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only option you have. So, um, you know, it can't hide for long. The truth will be revealed whether you tell it or somebody else tell it. I'd rather you hear it from me than hear it from somebody else because somebody else is going to tell you ten times more. And I'm going to read my Mm -hmm. joy affirmation tonight because I'm so proud of it. Um, Let's see. My joy affirmation is happiness makes my spirit dance. Joy is something I strive for over perfection. I do what brings me contentment. It's my duty to protect my inner peace. That is my joy affirmation, yes. y'all. I'm so happy, yes, to tell you. Life is good. But, um, yes, for the last, thank you, thank you, love. For the last time, for the last time, until the until the, uh, the retreat, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. <sighs> and I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. <laughs> and Shakita the picture, remember that. Shakita the picture. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, it's been fun. We all love right. y'all. <laughs> Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.